broadcasting on location from the Texas Pinball Festival. It's the Arcade Repair Tips Question and Answer Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Tim and Jonathan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the Arcade Repair Tips Question and Answer Podcast live from the Texas Pinball Festival in Frisco, Texas. And we have a room full of people that are very familiar to me, except for you, Chris. I don't know you as well, but obviously um, we have both podcasting crews here today, which I'm very excited about. Me and Tim are here, and Eric and Chris, the new duo from the new Question and Answer podcast. So how are you guys doing? Doing great. 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 Excellent. Having a good time. Absolutely. So before we get in, I mean, obviously the whole point of this podcast today is to talk about the Texas Pinball Festival. That's what we always do with these special episodes. But before we get into that, this is the first time I've had to actually meet Chris in person. Um, We're friends on Facebook and things, and I listen to the podcast, obviously. But... uh, Tell me, guys, just how's it going with the podcast? Do you guys like doing it? Have there been any challenges since you guys took it over from me and Tim? Well, I, I would say we're settling in. Is that a, a good way? That's, that's a good way of saying it. Yes, absolutely. It was, I, I think I'm getting used to it a, a, a little bit more. Right. It was a little stiff at first, I would say, and it's you know it's um, it's getting easier to do. Or you know, it's becoming more comfortable. Right, so it's, I think only that, going yes. to get better. Yes, the, I, the, I would say the production is getting a lot more comfortable. The questions that we're getting uh, always a challenge, and, and um, I look forward to sort of having to think about it um, to be able to answer these questions. Right, it's, it's stretching my mind a little bit as well. And and please send more pinball questions. <laughs> oh, oh yes. Speaking of pinball festival, if you have pinball questions, please send them in. Obviously, you know we named it Arcade Repair Tips, guys. So I mean, I guess that's part of it. But we have pinballrepairtips.com too. A lot of people don't realize that. It takes you to our domain. Yeah. So uh, if you have pinball or arcade questions, either one of these guys, we have to, to answer them. And we want to thank you guys. We think you're doing a phenomenal job. I'm going to give you a hand myself and maybe Tim will join in. There we go. Good, ga- good job, guys, much. with the podcast. I know um, we've heard uh, from at least two or three people here that say that they've really liked what you guys have done with it, to be honest with you. so Our two listeners. Our yes, two, yes. I found your two yes. listeners. So, I mean, they are out there, I can guarantee you. We're, we've doubled our audience. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I also mentioned that I have Tim here. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing good. See, failed to mention, I have 68 first cousins, so my listing audience was a little skewed. So oh, there you go. Yeah. I had a lot of relatives, you know, that were chiming in and trying to help out. <laughs> I didn't know I'm North Louisiana had internet yet. Which is where I'm from as well, so I can say that. All right. There you go. And, uh, Tim, you also have somebody with you. Who do you have? Yes, I have my lovely wife, Dawn, who's at her first Texas Pinball Festival. There you go. So Don, First pinball festival ever. That's right. I'm um, great. Great. How's it being married to him? Spill the tea. Spill the tea. Come on. Come on. Great. Great. That was a very short answer. For those of you who can't. to elaborate. Yeah, so let's say for those of you who can't see Don's face, she kind of gave the side look when he did that. I just noticed like the side off look. So, But we're glad to have you here and we would love to get your opinions about what you think of your first pinball festival. So, But before we do, let's get everybody's opinions. How are you guys liking the festival so far? Awesome. Good, good. Oh, Great. Fantastic. Tim just got here. So, yeah, but I mean, we made a quick tour and stuff, and it looks, you know, every year it's bigger year, and a little bit more things and a lot more vendors and stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, looks like a huge. It's a good, if we say everything's bigger in Texas, we mean it. Yeah, and let's go ahead and say that uh, if you guys are anywhere in the near vicinity of 
Frisco, Texas, you need to be here this weekend at some point because there are so many games. Every new game that's coming out is here. Uh, there's man, how many games are on the floor? Does anybody know? Anybody know? 450, account? I think. 450. 450 games on the show floor. That is quite a few games. Um, now, the parking is pretty tough right now. <laughs> I, I mean, Tim can attest to that. Uh, but, if you know, make a special trip if you're at all interested in pinball. Come out here and visit us in Frisco. Play some games. Have a good time. Now, who all is an exhibitor? Did you bring some games, Chris? I did not. Okay, Chris I, did not. I did. I brought two pinball machines. What all did you bring, Eric? I brought Jokers. Williams came from, uh, I don't know what year. And Bride of Pinbot. Oh, yes. <laughs> Your Bride of Pinbot always plays well. It does. It always and plays perfectly. This is the first time I've brought it to an expo where... I would not mind somebody buying it. Really? Wow. That is correct. Mick, just change things up in the game room a little bit. It's a wow. Sweet, it's a sweet spot. And it's beautiful. Sure. So if you're listening and you would like a nice bride of pinball, <laughs> rush down to the, te- to the Run, show. Run, don't walk. Right? And that's so what those they always two, say. Those two machines and um, our friends from uh, the game. Actually, it's not the game preserve. Key Arcade's Rusty. Rusty Key, who's one of the owners of the uh, game preserve, brought a truck full of games. As he usually does, plus his DeLorean. Yeah, um, I saw the DeLorean down there. So it's key arcades and not game preserve. Not game preserve. Okay. So is there a reason for that, or because uh, he's a, he's one of the partners in the game? Preserve, I think right? these may be his his games that he's attempting to sell. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. It's a good place to sell games if people bring a lot of games here to sell specifically for that. So, well, thanks for bringing your games, Eric. So everybody else can enjoy them. It's always great to do that. We know a couple of other exhibitors on the show floor. Uh, man, just all sorts of great stuff down there to play. So let's talk about some of the stuff we've played. I'm going to throw it to Chris first. Chris, what I, all have you played so far? I think I've played the new Alien pinball machine. Okay, so I, so awesome. Let's take yeah, let's take a minute on that. So what do you think of Alien? Very well executed uh, from an artwork and a concept perspective. Um, I think it's it's still a new platform, so they need to iron out a little bit of the technological hurdles uh, for the mechanics of the game. Uh, but all that kind of stuff that's that's fairly normal in the development of a new table. Uh, but no, I love I love the intellectual property of it. It's it's an awesome movie. I can't wait for the one coming out this summer. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a faithful follower of the series. So awesome, you know. And I am not a big Alien fan, and I played it, and I leave I felt like this it. room. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've never no. seen them. I'm not saying it. <laughs> what? I'm not. I've never seen them. So You've never seen no. them. No. So okay. You gotta got, watch it. You gotta. Yes. Okay. Yes. We'll we will watch it at some point. <laughs> I did play it, and yes. I mean, I, it played really fast for me. I, it's got how many LCDs? Maybe three, because there's one in the back box. I think there's there's a two on the play field. Oh, yeah. So it, the right. Back, so one the one on the back box. There's one a large one in the middle of the play field, but I was told that they they show the same content. Okay. Uh-huh. And then there's a separate one that kind of guides you. Uh, in what to do, what mm-hmm. you yeah. should be doing on the yeah. On the the, there's a mode hole, and right above that mode hole is a LCD screen that you have there that you know you can see the stuff on. So yeah, I mean it it played well for me. It was fast. I, I felt yeah. like you know it's I, I didn't have a whole lot of time to play it. You know, it kind, of, it kind of drained on me too much yeah. too quick. But I want to give it another try yeah. because I did enjoy what I got to play of it. Uh, so anybody else play Alien yet? Eric, you get to play no. it? No, no. no. Okay, well, it was fun, and it's out there. There's two machines, and I think one example machine out there. Like they actually have the the top flipped up, and I posted a picture on Facebook mm-hmm. for those of y'all who are who are um, uh, subscribers there that actually shows what it looks like. And I tell you what, there's not a whole lot of wiring in there. 
I mean, it, no, it's, everybody's it's, gone to this node right, type bus wiring. type, yeah, mm-hmm. right. exactly. So, and I, it, I mean, it, it must make it easier to maintain, I guess. I mean, not having to trace down wires is nice, but you know, sometimes we worry about boards underneath playfields. So, I mean, that's part it, of it. Quick story about that game. I was here when they brought brought them in, and one of the machines when they unboxed it had a broken glass. The playfield glass had shattered in shipping, mm-hmm. so they were over there with a the vacuum cleaner and tilting, you know. You know, spent two hours getting all the little tiny pieces of tempered glass. I think that was it. the alien that popped out of the machine <laughs> and escaped. So it's probably somewhere in the game room right now. Just use caution. There you go. So, okay, well, what else did you get to play? Um, ooh, uh, well, I saw an old, old uh, love-hate relationship machine was Baby Pac-Man. Baby Pac-Man. Yeah, and that is uh, that the one that's, uh, that's Craig, Craig Castle. He's got a yeah. challenge on And there. I yes. was on my way to beat it last night. It's 300 yeah. something thousand. So if you beat him, if it 300 and something thousand, what does he do? He buys you a I beer, think he right? He buys you a beer. And I hit, I hit 200 last night, then the left flipper started kind of not working properly and I was yeah. Uh, so he's got not, it rigged up like that, huh? He, yeah, it, it knows when you hit this threshold to, you know. To... And that is a hard machine. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. And uh, Tim used to have one. You actually used yeah, to have Dawn was, I was showing it to her on the floor, and that's what she was saying. She goes, I don't remember this game. And I was trying to explain to her, well, you know, it was even rare back in the day. And uh, But, yeah, I have one. Not, it's it's like a pretty ago. terrible Pac-Man with a pretty terrible pinball machine. I mean, that's not yeah. Bad. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a fair yeah. assessment. That's very that fair? fair. The video game part of it, the Pac-Man part of it, was very difficult. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah. uh, you know, unnecessarily difficult. And you don't get the energizers until you perform certain actions on the pinball part of it. Oh, yeah, it's... it's it's a vicious game. It is very <laughs> difficult. I, I actually enjoy playing it, though. For what it's worth, I like it. The challenge. I mean, I, that's what I just want people to describe on that like game. That. What, what did you get on I, it? I got just over, two, like, 215. That was the first time trying it. Wow. So I'm going to, if, if it's working, I'm going to beat him before brag, the weekend brag, is over. Brag, brag, <laughs> brag. <laughs> well, I can only successfully brag if I accomplish the task, right? True. <laughs> what now? Oh, oh, okay. I'm explaining it. Yeah, if, well, I was asking, is it two separate games? In, in a one, matter of speaking, it or does it all go is, together? Yeah. One is. cabinet, but it is one coin. So, you get to play, and you when you so you play the game of Pac-Man first, right? Yeah. And when you Almost go great. out one of the tunnels, like you know, the tunnels on the side of a regular Pac-Man machine. Uh-huh. Normally, when you go, they wrap you around, right? Uh-huh. right. This one has tunnels at the bo- that side tunnel loops you around, but there are that's right. Two, but at, the two at the bottom. When you go and through you those, go down there, it, it goes to the pinball machine. And there on the pinball side, then you have opportunities to earn your energizers. Yeah. So so <laughs> once you dr- once your ball drains, it cuts off those exits, and if you didn't earn any energizers, then you have to. Yeah, you've got to clear the maze, <laughs> and that's pretty much your only option. Right. It's Notorious too for breaking down. If it, there's probably people, anybody that has yeah. one, it's like you get it working, and then it just it seems like they've always had issues. Like they hard to keep them up and work. So when you see one's working, you're like, oh wow, there's a big background works. So you, you're thinking, wow, I've never seen one. We're like, wow, there's one that works. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go play it. So yeah. That's really how it is. They're <laughs> notorious work. for being broken down. Yeah, and uh, Tim had two. And that's the only way we could get keep one working was because we had two. You know, we were constantly robbing parts from one to get the other one working. And so, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, like I, said, I actually think it's fun. It's Did fun. they have one in yeah, Monroe back in the day? They had one in Ruston at the college at Louisiana Tech. Yeah. The Bulldog probably, Kennel. I don't remember... One except for there. Yeah. At the, at the tech bulldog place. Oh, you, you, so you used to go there band. as well? well that little bowling alley. Right, right? the pool, ta- pool <laughs> tables. And, 
Sorry. <laughs> Total aside there. Yeah. But no, no, no. I understand. I understand. It's history with uh, Eric that's and That's right. Let's, Tim, let's quiet. reminisce for a bit. <laughs> this was yeah. your history lesson. It was rare even back in the day, though. And, and that was about the time. I'm not sure what year it came out, but it was definitely, you Pac-Man, know. Pac-Man, the, the brand Pac-Man was huge. So, you know, of course, then Miss Pac, you know, Pac-Man, then Miss Pac. So the, any, anything that they could put out that had Pac-Man in the title you know, they, they did Junior Pac-Man, and they had an extra play. They had the Professor Pac-Man yeah, Professor. and uh, yeah. Pac-Man Plus. Yeah. And, you know, but it's interesting to know. So, so the baby Pac-Man, though, was produced outside of the, uh, the vision of Namco. It was actually produced illegally. By oh, Bally. really? Baby Pac-Man was? Baby Pac-Man was. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they were, because in that fever to get Pac-Mans out into the market, uh, Bally just decided, well, you know, we'll do it and ask for, for forgiveness later. And wow. Namco didn't like that. Well, and, you know, Miss Pac-Man was basically the same way. It was just right. a, uh, a ROM a change from Pac-Man, yeah. and it was not, not done by Namco. It was yeah. somewhere in California, I, I believe. Well, they sued the kids, the college guys who did it, and then finally they said, and, and they were making such a big public relations, they like, you know what, we'll just hire them. That's kind of what really happened. They were like, instead of, instead of suing you, you obviously are pretty smart, we'll just hire you. And yeah. Like and probably, like, probably one of the best moves they could yep. make when, industri- when in the industry was moving as fast as it was back then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, worked out. Okay. Yeah. Baby pack. Moving on. What else you got? Moving Chris? on. Um, so, well, just just kind of in a general way, uh, the P3 platform. Okay. So, uh, um, some of the new games are here for P3 that yes. we haven't seen. Yeah. Which games specifically did you get to play? Well, I played the um, oh, almost like the Pitch and Bat one. I can't remember names specifically. There's a then, Pitch and Bat one. Yes. It's kind yeah. of like kind of home run or something. It has some kind yeah. of baseball term you, like you, that. You basically get one shot to flip the flipper and flip the ball into a target, and then after that, it disables the flippers. Right. Oh. Very frustrating. So very. Uh-huh. Challenging. <laughs> I'm bad at sports. And then there's another one where you just sink ships and um, and, and kind of yeah, like no, a, that's a, a Cannon Lagoon, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Cannon, Cannon Lagoon, Lagoon was there. Awesome machine. But I mean, so I'm in, overall with the whole show. I think I'm I'm very impressed that for an industry that was down to one manufacturer just what ten years ago, mm-hmm. there's a plethora of of new manufacturers that are turning out some very interesting, unique. Good um, concept machines. Yeah. Um, so that's for for me, and just walking around and reminiscing about the eighties. That's that, that's where my <laughs> head is out there. Absolutely. Well, anything else about the show, or that? Uh, that's that's pretty much it for me. I've, okay. I've, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll move but on. It's interesting that you said that, Chris, because I was trying to introduce Dawn to people and tell them, I'm telling them, yeah, this guy was a collector just like me a few years ago, and now he owns a pinball company. You know, oh. so it's. Really, what's happened is that you know these collectors have went and said, "Well, if I made a pinball game, I make a somebody just said, well, why don't you make one?'" You know, and mm-hmm. I showed her a couple where they had taken the platform. I said they were able to. I said this one, this guy designed. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said this is kind of the the trend or now, the. I was going to say, speaking of that, there's something on the floor that everybody's telling me you need to go play, and that's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Have you guys played this yet? No. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this thing is fully tricked out. This guy spent a lot of time, put an LCD screen in it, it has all animations, uh, uses P, the P-Rock board right. uh, for I, all of the interfacing about, yeah. and everything, and apparently it is very impressive, and it gives, you know, like a... A professional pinball machine to run for its money. Right, and there are two of them. Yes, there are two of them. The guy made two, but it is a boutique pinball machine. He only made those two, but apparently they're very good, so I guess I need to go check it out. I don't know why I feel the need to say, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) 
So there you go. But yeah, I mean, so the P Rock and and that platform have enabled people to make any basically any kind of machine that they want to make. I mean, that's the nice thing about the the P Rock platform and all this new technology that we have now is that pretty much anybody can get into making a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, you mentioned the multimorphic P Three, which is you know their whole pinball platform. Uh, I mean, that thing allows even amateur designers to design a pinball machine if they want to. Yeah. Right? You don't yes. have to you don't have to worry about all the underlying hardware and all that kind of stuff. Right. If you're a software guy and you can throw some ramps on there, you can make a pinball machine. So uh, it's amazing what we've been able to accomplish through technology. We've been able to make basically pinball machines. People have been able to make anything they want now. So yeah, another oh. another thing we, our son has all of a sudden just started watching Shark Tank, and so he's been watching on YouTube. and And I said, well, we can get it on TV. And we were watching some episodes. I told her, I said, you know, these guys down at the Pinball Festival are on Shark Tank, and and stuff. So I was showing her their the the VP Cab stuff and everything. We interviewed them before. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's neat how pinball's kind of crossing yeah, over gotta, into mainstream and mm-hmm. it's not as rare either as it was a few years back. Uh, people, oh, yeah, I remember that, ding, 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 you know, the reels and stuff. No, you know, oh, yeah, I saw a video, I saw something on YouTube about that or or a Jersey Jack game or something, you know. Yeah. Damon John invested in them, if I remember correctly, and it was for quite a bit of uh, equity. I can't remember exactly what yeah. the equity stake was, but it was for quite a bit. And they seem to be doing very well, though. Yeah. I mean, like ever since how that investment, since yeah. That, I mean, they, yeah. they come to every show, and, I mean, apparently they sell a ton of them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're working really well. You know, I think we've talked about them before. I don't know if it's so much my cup of tea. Have you guys played the VP cabs, Eric and Chris? Kind of throw it to y'all. Have you guys played them? What do you think of them? Uh, I have. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, how can I word this uh, delicately it's not that type a virtual pinball is not my cup of tea but i you know if you have limited space uh whether it's the pinball or the video game version if you have limited space it's great you know you have all the time you have every pinball title that exists uh, or you know video game so for that purpose, it's 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 a great machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, the Vertigo seems to be the one that uh, they keep, uh, you know, kind of pushing. And th- it's this upright machine, Chris. Is that you the never vertical seen one. It? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, vertical one. First time I've very seen narrow. Them. Very narrow. I mean, it takes up very little space. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, and it plays pinball machines and arcade games. Mm-hmm. So I think for a lot of people, can't beat that with yeah. a stick and, in, and a, they, in an apartment or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was Dawn's first comment. Well, what what are they doing that nobody else is? And she looked at it. She says it's the size, and she says it's small. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from a home collector, she's like, "Oh well, yeah, this I could see why people like it because it's little, right? And the fit, heavy, fit and finish on it, it's, it's it's beautiful. They they do a great job of building it. It looks very professional. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, you, you take a thirty year old Miss Pac Man that's you know grungy, and you, you bring it in the house, and your wife says, "What? What are you bringing that into the, our house? You know, the, these cabinets, these brand new cabinets, yes. look good. In a, beautiful. You know, that mm-hmm. gloss print on it, mm-hmm. you know." Yeah, they do all the artwork. They do all the cabinetry on those. So, I mean, yeah, they, they look very nice. And I think it's a great option for people who have limited space or <laughs> or aren't as concerned about the authenticity of the play. I mean, because, I mean, I'm with you. I'm not a big virtual pinball fan. But, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that, you know, they'll play the game and it doesn't, mind, it doesn't bother them as much. So, and like I said, you have access to just so many games with that. So I really think that that's what it comes down to. But, yeah, I mean, pretty much anybody can put together a pinball or a pinball company even. I mean, Charlie Emery is a great example of somebody who's done that. You know, like you said, a hobbyist who's taken his love of pinball and basically turned it into an entire company. So speaking of that, has it, have any of y'all played his games? Have you played America's Most Haunted or Rob Zombie's Spook Show, right, or Jetsons or Domino's? Domino's. Have any of you guys played any of those Our today? pinball league down in Houston has a uh, uh, Domino's in rotation. 
Nation. So we were able, I've played that. Well, actually, I've played, have not played Jetsons, but I've played the other, all the other three. Okay. Yeah. And actually, I took a picture of Jetsons, but I actually have not played it yet either. But I've heard that it, the play field is kind of sparse, actually. Um, I don't know if you guys have actually seen it on the floor. I haven't seen it. I've seen it. Like the, the Rob Zombie one, it, it sort of took me back a little bit to like the, uh, the, the Williams System 7 style play fields. It's a little, you're right, it's is a little, a little flat. Sparse. It's a little thing. But, you know, hey, it's, if you're into the theme, I think I think the IP is kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, and their machines are cheaper typically than what you'd hmm. see from Stern. So I think that plays a little bit into it. I mean, obviously, I, but I mean, hey, he's making a good business out of it. Yeah, Going do you know well. what their price point is? I can't remember at the moment. I know it's cheaper than what a new pro model would be. Um, I'm not sure how much cheaper. Okay. I just know that. And they're announcing title number four tomorrow. Or really? Is it later Two- today. This weekend they're announcing Title Four. Really? Okay, mm. that'll be interesting to see what that is. So, oh, hang on, you know what it is? You oh. can't say it. Oh, get uh, sign language. I did not oh, say that. <laughs> <laughs> this microphone is turned off, right? Oh, so yes. I can say it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. I'm He's promise. doing sign language. I can <laughs> totally see what it is. Like, you... Now, but talking about <laughs> new game releases, talking about new game releases that we can talk about. Did you guys hear Elvira Three? Yes. yes, that's the worst kept secret for the past right. six months, right? Right, but this is the official announcement that they made today that there will be an Elvira, a third Elvira pinball. I don't know who's making it though. Is it Stern? Because people think are asking. The, I don't know. I don't think they said. Um, it. Oh, my mind just went blank. The uh, the I think it's going to be the same thing as the the, the Wonelli uh, company. Uh, oh, a uh, Wizbank, right? Uh, thanks. I is think it Wizbang? so. Wizbang pinball, hmm. something like that. Yeah, I, I, I believe remember. it's going to be them, but. Surely I'm going to be wrong, and somebody's going to be yelling. Does, does this set some sort of a record now for the number of, of pinball machines created around one specific content? Person? Maybe, but person. but I do have a quick piece of trivia for the rest of those in this room. What person has appeared on more pinball machines than you know most appearances on a pinball machine? Back glass, let's say. Bill Paxton. No. <laughs> Twister and what else? Yeah, I was no. trying to think. <laughs> Bill Paxton, Bill no, no more guesses? I heard the answer last night, so oh, I can't okay. participate. No? Like Steve Ritchie? Is no, no, no. Oh, you're talking about, are you talking about famous people or famous, 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 famous actor? Famous actor. Actor. Let's actor. Actor. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford okay. makes sense. Okay. What titles would those be? Just out oh, of Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, <laughs> besides that, well, there were two Indiana Jones pinball yes, machines. Yes, that's right too. Oh. Uh, you know, we had all this figured out the other night, but I don't <laughs> know that I remember now. <sighs> so anyway, I, yeah, I digress. Awesome. But there you go. Harrison Ford is the answer. You learned something. There we go. Okay. Well, Eric, I'm going to throw it to you now. What have you played? I haven't I haven't gotten in line for the uh, Alien or the I, I really want to play Dialed In. Okay, I got to play that. Did you? Yes. So, I so I'm going to throw it back to you. What okay. did you think of it? I thought it was good. Now, here's the thing. For some reason, and this is with every Jersey Jack game that I've played, it, all three of them, the first couple of balls for me are rough. It takes me a while to figure them out. And then once I figure them out, I enjoy myself. Uh, for some reason, that first ball never hits well with me. Uh, on Jersey Jack games. The very first ball I, I plunge, it just never never gives me the feel. And I know he talks about how important that is, but I don't know. On his games, it doesn't give it to me. Second ball felt okay. Third ball, I'm like, I started discovering where the shots were. 
And then the game's over, and there's a lot of people behind you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, at third ball, I had a really great third ball. And then, you know, you know what you call the person doing. behind me in those long lines? Who? Luckiest person there. <laughs> Well, the people, the people, short. the people in front of me played less time yeah. together than I'm I played always by myself. Behind so the I, grand I, I champion. Like, yeah, I felt like even though I didn't get a lot of time with the machine, I still got an. I am obviously got enough time with it, but I did enjoy it. Hard to tell the story is really from you know, you know with here with the you know the, you know everything going on the sound very hard to you really can't room. hear the yeah. game but i mean the idea is obviously you have this super powered phone right that, that can destroy things right so. so there's a phone on the play field when it rings you have to hit it when you know it tells you to hit it for multi-ball you have to hit it i mean you know it's, so it's 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 um a left flipper shot kind of uh, i don't know what the degree would be on that but i mean it's right off to your right and so you really need to get comfortable hitting that shot because you're going to be hitting it a lot but there's a lot of uh, ramps and it does have a um you know, a right side playfield flipper in the middle, which is, for some reason, Pat Lawler always has that, and it's something I always love. I feel like I have more control over the game with that, hmm. for some reason. So that that shot, you know, having that flipper there is really nice. Uh, it was nice. It was cool. I liked it. So, Does and it I would highly recommend. What? Does it have an upper playfield? I didn't see one, but I mean, I didn't get there in my play He's either. Usually don't. Right? Yeah. Pat Lawler's now. Yeah, that. Um. That's it. I, I, I mean, I mean, unless you yeah, count like Twilight Zone, yeah. right? Well, it's not really an upper play. It yeah, has stuff that really. goes up, but it's not. You're not really right. There's no control over anything. Right. So I mean, you know, I mean, but yeah, I don't know if it has an upper play field or not. But it was fun. I mean, after I got that third ball and I started hitting the shots, I started thinking, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm having fun. So, so, but can we say success or truthfully that Jack's games are all different? They're all yes. They're very way different. different. You know, yes. he, that's what he he kind of said in the beginning is. I'm not going to make the same game and just put a different... Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you look at Wizard of Oz, and it's got, like, a ton of toys on it, right? And you look at Hobbit, and it's a little bit more open in the middle, you know? And this is kind of a... Kind of in between those, it's got some stuff you know that you can hit kind of in the you know closer to closer to the flippers, and then you have some stuff that's further out. So you have kind of a nice variety of stuff that you can hit, and and there's um cool, like a cool hologram in the middle of the play field that you can hit for you know it'll show different things. You hit it for different bonuses and things. So I mean overall, I thought it was fun, and I want to give it another try because now I know the shots. You know, it's like once you get the shot layout, you're like, okay, I got this now. So I would recommend it. Uh, I don't know how long the line's gonna be, but they're actually moving people through pretty quick. So I mean, you can mm-hmm. that that line moved a lot faster. I think I stood in line for maybe ten or fifteen minutes. So and it's terrible. the first game that they produced that's standard body, not wide body. Correct. And I am not a fan of wide body pinball me machines. Yeah, me so I was happy to to see this this model. And it is the first one that is not a licensed title that right. they've done, which is another another point. This is a completely new theme, and I think it works. It works. Um, I don't know what the pricing structure is. I think it's expensive. I think it's just as expensive, if not more, than some of the other stuff. I know that there's apparently an app that you can get, or eventually it will be able to get, that'll let you control the flippers and play the game. So, I mean, that, those things are cool. I, I don't know how that's going to work you know, in the long run. You mean run, from your phone? Yes, from your phone. You can play the okay. game. Okay. So, and it's, it's taking pictures of you while you're playing, yes, isn't and it? it? Yeah, so like right before a ball drain, it took like 15 pictures of me, and you see me just <laughs> kind of, oh, like, yeah, because I'm moving, you know, I'm giving it the good, old, the good old push, right, you know? And so you see me kind of doing that, and, uh, but yes, that was kind of neat. And, and I mean, some people, you know, when they play pinball, they're just looking down the entire time, so it's taking like 15 pictures of them, it puts them all up, and they're all the same. You know, but for me, I, I always move back and forth it actually it worked out really well so i mean I'll, I'll applaud them on that but it's fun so play it yes absolutely okay so i want to play that i'd like to play alien there's there's a few new oh and what's the what's the new um houdini houdini I'd like to play mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. now on houdini uh that's debuted here right 
Yes. They haven't shown mm. it anywhere. That is correct. I've heard that it's only 20% complete. Oh, really? Yes. Mm. So when you go to play it, that's what I've heard. There's been some posts online, so if you guys check it out, apparently only 20% complete. Oh. So I don't know what you're playing. A fully playable game that's only 20% mm. complete. I guess they're talking about well, maybe media content. Yeah, or... I was, yeah, I was about to say, like, Jersey Jack would bring his games, you know, it'd say, like, bonus, another bonus. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know? and, yeah. and then for a while, like, on Wizard of Oz, um, down in the corner, like, parts, you know, there's certain areas that wouldn't work necessarily, you know, because they hadn't coded those sections. And so I think that's what they're talking about. So, I mean, every all hardware is probably there. The code complete, I think we're talking about 20%. Speaking of incomplete, and I'm going to throw off onto a tangent because I was it. thinking about it after after it had already passed you. So the Pinball 2000 platform, they had the Star Wars Episode One, and then Revenge from Mars, but then there was a third one in Wizard Blocks. Wizard Blocks. Wizard Blocks. It's down there. What? What? It's down there. No. What? I saw it. It's down there. Not not one of those virtual cabinets. No, but a, a it's in a Pinball 2000 cabinet. You're kidding. No. I completely missed that. It's down there. Oh, we got to get a picture. I got to go down there and, and play it. I have. I didn't get a chance to play it, but yeah. It's there. Oh, man. It looks, it looks like there? it's halfway. I didn't... I, didn't know how far they got with it. I, or, yeah, I, I wonder I've if somebody never, yeah. made like made it. I'm wondering. And it looks, but yeah, it's a different play. That field. was supposed it's, to be, I think, a Pat Lawler designed game, wasn't it? it? I, I think, if remember. I remember. And there were two titles. Uh, Jim Cunningham, um, when he was used to come to the pinball shows, he was going to make that. And another one. I don't remember mm. what the other one was. It Playboy, maybe. I can't remember, but there was another one in development. I know that. Yeah. So. Mm. Anyway, but well, that's address, that. So no, that's oh, that's no, that's, that's worth. Going no, no, no. That was like uh, now you now yeah, everybody is going to run yeah. to Frisco. So, or to so play now Wizard if you're Blocks. within a six-hour driving radius of Frisco, <laughs> Texas, you better get down here to look at this game. <laughs> that's no, right. It's, so. it's pretty awesome. Some guys going well. I'm getting married in a couple hours. Sorry, man. <laughs> I got to play Wizard Blocks now. It's Wizard Blocks. I mean, come on, there. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay, so okay, back to Eric. Back to Eric. Here we go. Now, as far as what I have played, there is a game, a pinball machine that has really blown me away. And it's an up. I think it's. I guess you could say it's unfinished. It's one of the uh, P Rock games. You know, they have this whole area with all the. Um, Games that that he has made that the um, uh, multimorphic has made, and then some some games next to it that use this, the platform, the P Rock platform, right, the, -Rock board. the the homebrew game versions yeah. of it. And there's one called Total Annihilation that someone took an old, I think he said a Dolly Parton Bally cabinet, an old old cabinet. It has the old displays on it and has an LCD screen. It is so fun. It's a high-energy game. It has subwoofer and just, just EDM-type music playing on it, and it's super fast, and there's a if you go down there, there's going to be a huge line for it. Everybody has figured out how fun it is. I play, oh, I played um, Ed Robertson from the uh, Bare Naked Ladies, the, uh, the, yes, the singer. Yes. He and I played. I played against him last night. He, oh wow! He kicked my butt too. Um, <laughs> He's a tournament player, right? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Just, I wasn't sure. Just an enthusiast, but it is so. So when we all, if, when we're down there, we need we we'll all total annihilation. We'll play huh? this. Okay. Yes. Total annihilation. I see. Anything else? Um, I did see something of interest. I completely missed this every lap through, but there's a pitch and bat with a zombie theme. It's a game. Apparently that that's a brand new one. Brand new. going to be released later this mm. year. Designed by Dennis Nordman. Oh, is oh, I didn't I've know that, that part of it. So, yeah. So I forget. It's zombie something, but it's and, a pitch and bat game with zombies. With zombies. Yeah. And it has the, uh, what do they call it? The running man unit up there, but they're all zombies. Right. So there you go. If you like zombies. So anything else? Uh, Game-wise, no. Of course, um, Sam... What's Sam's last name? Sam Flash. Jones. Sam Jones Flash 
is uh, is here, and I brought my Flash Gordon back glass for him to sign, and he graciously signed it. I was at the beginning of the line, so he was very excited to see a uh, pinball machine back, uh, back glass with his likeness on it. And uh, subse- subsequently, uh, the uh, news channel, NBC, interviewed me after that, and so I made it on the news last night. So were you wearing an Arcade Apprentice shirt? I was, I, no. I, I was I was not. No, nah, just kidding, just kidding. Hey, we'll get you on the news though. Well, maybe we can find that clip. We'll link it over on yeah, the Facebook it, page. Absolutely. So did, now, um, you had did you have to pay for those autographs? I did. I was about to say. I think there's a, a charge for him and for Cassandra. Yeah, for it was forty for him to sign it, and then I was able to take a picture with him. Uh, Cassandra was uh, thirty to sign something, and then another thirty to get your picture taken with her. But you know, how, how many times are you going to get to see exactly. see them? No, I, it was. I, no. I'm not complaining at all about the cost of it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, for them, I think it's totally reasonable. You know, I, they're they're both pretty big stars in their own right. So, right. I mean, big time. So, okay, Tim. So you made your walkthrough. Let us know what you saw that you thought was interesting. Um, I you know I was. I saw Jerry's new games, the Multimorphic, and I thought, oh, well, he's got some. I didn't, you know, don't always keep up with what's fixing to hit. So I was like, oh, and I saw the the homebrew corner, like you said. It was like, yeah, those look like fun. I was explaining to Dawn how people were making their own stuff. Um, saw the, um, what's the other two games that you said there were only two of there? The um, Buffy's? No, no, the the one that looked like a casino. Did we say something? Like a well, it looked like a casino game. Like they had, I don't know what it was. It, anyway, there was only two of them there. They're right around the corner from. You're you talking about Safecracker? No, I saw Safecracker. I okay. didn't mention that. That's fun one to yeah. play. Um, saw the Jetsons, and okay. that I wanted to play that. I thought that was. I've heard mixed was, reviews. I haven't got to play it yet, but uh, I mean, I, I want to play it too, though. I'm not going to prejudge it. I want to. Yeah. Try. So. Really, we just kind of, you know, made the, and I showed her The Walking Dead and stuff, and I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, there's some games I want to play, but I just really, you know, kind of doing the once overview and kept running into people and talking and stuff. So <laughs> imagine, and, that's how, but, and that's how it is with these things. You're always talking to people, it seems like. Well, this is fun. I love to talk but to I'm people. I'm re- really excited to, uh, to play a few of those games, and, and I, I want to play Dolly, and that's probably, you know, I've got, I've got to play it. Yeah, so there's two games. I'll, I'll mention the two games that I played that we haven't mentioned yet. One and they were both Stern games. One of them was Batman '66. Have you guys played Batman '66? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. so y'all have got to play it. This was my first time. Like I said, I loved it. It was of the, all the games I played today. It was probably my favorite. And I don't think they make a pro model of that though. I no, did. they do not. Premium yeah. LE. Super Ellie. Yeah, and so they're expensive. And if you go down there, you'll see the prices. The prices are expensive on them. But it was fun. It's so well done. Like the artwork package and the screen. The art is, spec- oh. is great on it. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it's really nice. I mean, they, they uh, did a wonderful Aerosmiths? Job. I did play Aerosmiths. That was the other one. And, uh, you know, it reminded me a lot of Metallica. I mean, they did I think same that, same artist, Dirty Donnie. Did yeah, both it's of very them. very much like Metallica, except of course for Aerosmith. Um, the ball lock is, is freaking so awesome. cool! Mm. Wow, it's like a catapult system. Yes. this toy box opens up and it catapults the ball uh, like ten inches, just boom, shoots and it over into the toy oh, box. Wow. The toy box opens. Oh, wow. There's a clown on top of the toy box, which is kind of like Sparky from uh, Metallica. Okay, same voice too, I believe. Really? Same okay. voice actor. So when you lock a ball. He, the clown sitting on top of the toy box, opens it up. That's what it looks like. And the ball jumps into the toy box. It literally jumps into the toy box. And it is the coolest lock I've seen in a long time. Right. And then once you get several balls locked. Once you get three. 
It's like the Indiana Jones, the stern version of Indiana Jones, where it some you know it kind of bubbles the balls out of, and they all just kind of yeah, drop it has out like an, ele- an elevator and, right, comes right. up and oh, it just okay. dumps the ball out on the play field. That is the coolest thing. And I mean, I you know I was on my third ball by the time I got to, you know I'm playing it. I'm like, oh, this is okay. And as soon as I saw that lock, I freaked <laughs> out. I you know, and and after play and then after that, like it was just I, I just loved it. It was so cool. That that game is in our pinball league, so I've been able to uh, play it quite a few times. And uh, Aerosmith to me is you know I like the band. I'm not a fanatic of no, you me know. either. So it that the Aerosmith part was you know that's okay, but the gameplay is fantastic. It is a lot of fun. Game. It's cool, a wonderful game. When they announced the theme, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was like, so, yeah, I was the same you know, way. Like, really? How but many then you play and it's really? fun. You're like, well, hey, yeah, yeah all right. I guess all right. Yeah, okay, you're okay. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Stern, I, I I think this is okay. He was kind of vague about this, but speaking to one of the employees of the company, he mentioned that. Three games out from now, they are going to have an unlicensed theme, uh, which I thought was kind of you know they have. How long has it been since they've done anything like that? What was the last unlicensed? What was the last? That's a good trivia question. What was the last? It's going to game. be. He said that it's going to be a licensed character in a unlicensed, like a uh, uh, you know a non licensed, just a some kind of random theme. So kind of kind of like Elvira and the Party Monsters. I mean, something, like that. I guess, kind of like that. Where, where you, you take said, a known character. You will know a character that's in it, and it's going to be this arbitrary name, kind of, you know, this. Hmm. So, you know, that's that's interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah, they haven't really done an unlicensed theme. Like I said, what would be the last one? Um, uh, Sharky Shootout. I'm trying to think of something. Yeah, Sharky Shootout is a good. That's. I, I don't know. That's just a. That's, anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, and one other announcement this afternoon uh, the Dutch Pinball. Big Ride of Pinbot Super LE. Have you heard this? No. What is this? 25th anniversary, I think it is. Ride of Pinbot. They're redoing the play field, their own artwork on the play field, new back glass, new faces on the on the rotating thing. $12,000. That's expensive. How about that? That is expensive. So, I mean, a, a full machine is what you're talking about. Full machine. Full machine. Full brand new machine. Golly, they'll sell them though. Oh uh, yeah, I think they will. Sell very, them. very low production. I think maybe twenty five machines. Yeah, but twenty five machines are twelve thousand dollars a piece. It's mm-hmm. a lot of money. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, hey, you don't have to sell a lot of machines to make make a profit. Apparently, so you know. But I don't. I wonder how the Big Lebowski has been doing for them though. Mm-hmm. And their Bride of Pinbike kits, because I mean, right, you know, I know a lot of the kits, kits have sold. And I, I mean, I'm I don't like the kit as much as I don't like the 2.0 as much as you know just the original. But I, you know, there was so much anticipation. I was going to get that kit for my my game, and I had a chance to play it. And the you know the sounds were great. You get the, the different kind of multi ball, but I think I like the regular version. More. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for um, kids who are used to having you know displays on their pinball machines and stuff. Right. It's a great upgrade to give you some variety. But I, they I did such the a good job with the original. Oh, you I know, know. The uh, the voice act, the robot, and the, the when she turns. Anyway. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and maybe it's just because we both played the original <laughs> so much at this point. It's just, you know, it's ingrained in us, but I don't know. So. Okay, what else, Tim, did you see on the floor that was interesting to you? Um, most of the newer titles, you know, I've just, like I said, we were doing the once over so and, and i noticed there were some new exhibitors there so all that you know i always go around i'm like oh look at these parts or look at this or 
it's the stuff that I'm just kind of out of the loop on. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know those were out or something. So I'm kind of excited to go down there and look at some of the mods and things that they're coming out with or they've come out with that I didn't wasn't aware of. Yeah, every time a new pinball machine comes out, it's now like weeks and you've got all Everybody's these mods to pick from, you know, uh, the art, the side, the uh, blade yeah, art side rails and, you know, all are. of that. Mm-hmm. And 3D printed this, that, and the other. You know, it's mm-hmm. so much to pick from. Uh, and I tell you what, and thanks, I think that's a lot thanks to 3D printers. They can get that stuff out so quickly now. I mean, they just print it out and boom, you've got whatever you need for whatever game you want. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of vendors and exhibitors down there with tons of stuff. So... Highly recommend it. Now, I will mention one thing. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You guys going to any seminars? I haven't. No, I haven't gone to one either. Usually, we go to a couple. Tim, I know you just got in. I know that tonight, though, they're going to be showing. I, I guess this, this is the premiere of things that go bump in the night. The spooky pinball story, or whatever it is, the documentary. And I did want to plug that some of our video that we shot is in the documentary. Really? Yes. So um, I talked to Joel and Dana, the two people who are doing it, and they. Um, they asked for some footage from a Texas Pinball Festival where Charlie came. I think the first one he came to. And so we were happy to give it to him. Because, you know, uh, Charlie and them really feel like Texas was kind of the turning point for their company. I remember yeah. when America's Most Haunted, uh, they came here. They had so many units to sell, and they just sold them all. They That's had right. All the remaining ones just, boom. People played the game like, this is great. Let's, and they and that was it. Out. Didn't he say, like, if they, they don't out. sell, we like, they didn't have a way to get home. It was like they needed to sell and then they, or sell a few, and they sold out. That was what he saying. He's like, if we don't sell some, we're quitting. You know, this is it. And that, like you said, it was a turning point for them. They sold everything they had. Right. So, I mean, obviously our footage is going to come into play there. So if you're watching a documentary tonight, we're credited as uh, recording some of that footage, and they used it in the movie. So there you go. So I, I'm wanna, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to watch it tonight, but, um, you know, for those of you who do, I, I'm sure it's fantastic. They, I'm sure they do a good job with it. But, uh, yeah, I haven't made any seminars either, unfortunately. So hopefully we can do that at some point. I'm too busy socializing. Yeah. Right. I, I cover mm-hmm. these shows or any of these places, uh, like the Game Preserve or something like that. I really, I'll end up spending uh, my time playing two games and socializing for the the rest but, of the day. Right, and the vibe here is it's you know that's part of what the allure of this yes. is the vibe. Yes. You know, you're, you for us we're going back in time, you right. know, we're, we're you know it's the arcade experience. It's it's just a, you know, yes. uplifting and then at any moment you just feel like splurging on playing games, you can. Right. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's because you can. And, and as <laughs> usual, cool. all the um, all the uh, designers are here. All the main, you know, I've, I've seen Steve Ritchie and uh, John Trudeau. John Trudeau signed my Ghostbusters Translight. Uh, they're out there. Uh, uh, Greg Ferris yeah. <laughs> is here. Dennis and, Nordman, uh, we mentioned Nordman earlier. And, uh, I saw George Gomez. George Gomez um, is here. Charlie Emery's uh, yes. here. <laughs> the uh, the Jersey Jack uh, designer whose name I cannot oh, I you're remember. About. He's here. He was with us down at NASA Thursday. The whole, Charlie and his whole team and some of the Jersey Jack, the, the competitors, went with us on a NASA tour uh, Thursday. Um, and uh, he's designing the fourth Jersey Jack game, and he wouldn't tell me anything about it. <laughs> they 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 are tight lipped now. They used to not be as tight lipped, but now you know I they, think that's it. Really, kind of brings the hype up when you do that. I mean, oh, you, sure, you could say, oh, all right, our next title is going to be you know whatever, uh, and you know six months in advance because you know the the uh, time to create everything takes so long. But 
you know, when you have this build this hype up, like what's it going to be? What's it going to be? You know, it's a no, you know, no leak. It 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 does. It brings you know brings in the excitement. <laughs> Absolutely, I think you're right. And you know, I wish they would have been. I wish they would have been more forthcoming with something. Like, just give us like a detail. Like, you know, is it going to have like drop targets in it? I don't know. Give us something, please. <laughs> but it's, it's it. There, you're playing into it. You're, you're getting. You're like <laughs> absolutely. You're <laughs> well, it's because the people want to know, Eric. Right. The people want. The people want to know. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw a question to Don. Don, you walked in this afternoon, okay, and you saw all these nerds everywhere. <laughs> and you saw all these machines. And what was dork. the first? What? <laughs> he said, calls us dork. We're not nerds. Okay. There you, there you go. So, what was your first thought that you had when you walked through the door? It was way bigger than what I thought. Way bigger. Yeah. This is the mm-hmm. maybe one of the biggest ones. If not the, it's not the biggest. I think Arcade Expo. Banning. Ban- yeah, I was about uh, to say, and Banning week. is the largest. But this one is pretty big. 45,000 so. square feet, I believe. Yeah, there's a huge... Hmm. Here, here. No, here. No, here. Oh, here, here. 45, yeah, they've yeah. Got, they, they have, have more, more games, machines. Though. They have more games. Now, is Banning the one that... the one? What's the, what's the one that the guy has, like, basically all the machines are his? That's it. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Because most of them are, I think... Um, I forget what the... It's like a pinball museum thing. Like, a lot of, a lot of them stay there permanently. And then the, other people bring in games. So, yeah. So, a lot of games, right? A lot. Okay. Was there anything <laughs> that just hits you, like... This is the this is the game that I need to play before I leave. No, Tim was just talking so fast, showing me everything. I was a little bit overwhelmed. Tim was talking fast, you say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> in speed mode. <laughs> well, and another thing is that you're having to learn an entire language in a weekend. Mm-hmm. Because there really is a language to all this stuff. That Vertical you know, up kicker. What does bounce say? What is? What are these people talking about? Mm-hmm. Right, that we all understand because we've been in this for a while, but you have no idea. of. And so, yeah, it's, it's almost like learning a different language. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff so if he's talking fast it's because he's trying to give you the instruction to understand some of the well, stuff Don, the cheat code is the ball is silver that's the answer that's right so <laughs> what do you say tim I said it's it's really you know people talk about trick shots and this and I'm thinking I just try to keep it from going down the hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like I mean it's really you know I'm all these got pinball players I'm not a player of course but I just you know I just appreciate them and I, then I'm just like I'm just trying to keep the ball in play. And, and I'm most not of us, ever, I've never gotten that good to where I'm really actually hitting a shot. I'm just playing. Well, and most of us are, but there are techniques. There are yeah, actual there strategies. Is. There are actual techniques to playing all these That's games. That's what I told her. Realize. We walked by the tournament area. I was like, these guys right here, they're in, and we give out some pretty good prize money here in Texas mm-hmm. and stuff. And I said, these guys, are, they're, this is a whole different world mm-hmm. over here. We don't, you know, you never see them. They, leave, they stay over in that area, and, and they're just, it's, it's kind of fun to watch them, you know, but that competitive. Uh, pinball player you think because i always think i can never get any better and then i know eric's taught me some stuff and i was like well i actually am a little better than i was and jonathan once he got his a game at home we started playing i was like you know wow there is actually something to this it's right. not you know yeah, and when you have players. when you have it's a game to watch them. yeah we have a game to practice on it does help and so yeah. if you have pinball machines obviously it helps but uh, i don't know i still feel like i'm terrible no matter what sometimes mm-hmm. but it is the way it goes so but yeah i mean I, I think you know you just like i said you're having to absorb all this stuff there's just a lot to absorb it's almost uh, you know kind of like the first time i walked into a fries electronics and i just mm-hmm. totally had overload oh. and uh, it's kind of it's kind of the same thing uh-huh. when you walk in there you kind of get this sensory overload real quick but and uh, you know there were a 
not just pinball machines here. There were many uh, arcade machines, many uh-huh. video games. That's 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 50, 75 of them. At, I don't know. Where, did any really stand out? For, I know there was a brand new Qbert here. Somebody built, you know, mm-hmm. actually, I think two of them. Wow. He's selling. Or so. Uh, yeah. And there was the, uh, the old Cinematronic Space War. That's right. Oh, space, space War. Yes, I did right. back to back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not that you can link them up. I don't. At least I don't think. I don't no, think. Yeah. I don't no. I know you play. Up. You can play. You know, tandem on it. But um, there was and there was a. Uh, what was the name of this game? It's like a Varcon. You know what? You, Varcon being pinball? stand up, uh, stand up pinball machine, mm-hmm. but it's an EM older EM. Wow pinball that it's like an arcade machine you know it's a stand up and it's mm. down mirrored and it's down in there and did y'all see the one that was made out of wood they had a yeah and it was yes, a tiki kind yeah of. now was that an or that's a somebody i think somebody made the, that right right I mean, somebody appeared a wood rail thing. look it was kind of beautiful I was like, it was different you know i oh, just like i like different stuff i was right. just like oh wow i've never seen that yeah. But she noticed the baby pack right away. She's like, oh, look, it's a little baby pack. <laughs> yeah. just, she noticed that. She's like, I don't remember that. So we'll have to play a game when she's down there. Yeah, oh, there, there's tons of stuff. So, I mean, nothing in particular that really caught your interest or just trying to keep up with him was overload enough? I'd say that was overload enough. But I was pretty <laughs> impressed with the, uh, with the baby Pac-Man. I asked mm-hmm. him a lot of questions about that one because I loved Pac-Man back in the day. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he's got one in storage. He's got Miss Pac-Man mm-hmm. in storage still, a very beautiful one. Does so. it work? Yeah. <laughs> it did when the we put it there. The question with that game. <laughs> it did when we put it there. How about that? <laughs> but you know what Probably happens when you move games? Mm-hmm. Anybody in this room can tell you what happens when you move a game. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's in storage forever. That's right. Yeah. The, it may not work, but we can get it working again, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So, yes, he does have one that is working. So, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think we moved it. I remember moving it. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Okay. Well, anything else anybody wants to say about the Texas Pinball Festival before? I mean, we're at about the hour mark. This may be a really good time to sign off unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about. Anything else you want to bring up? No, I don't think I have anything. Going around the room? Anything? No. no? Play. Good. Okay. Everybody good? Ready to go back down and play some games? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. What? What if I asked a question? Uh, uh, oh, real uh, quick. Oh, okay. All okay. Right. So let me see here. Changing screens. That's right. You're gonna see Let's what see. I got. I feel like I have all this brain trust in this room. I feel like I should ask a question. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, handicapped. Yes. I don't have my laptop in front of me. <laughs> Handy, it's handicapped not to have oh, your yeah. laptop we, well, in front of you. We can spread rumors right now about what the next Jersey Jack football <laughs> is going to be. It's going to be the Olivia Newton-John. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's the Xanadu. No let's get physical. Oh. Oh, yes, let's get physical. The Xanadu pinball. <laughs> <laughs> As you should have. Well, <laughs> well you're going to see some pinballs down there that are going to bring back some memories. <laughs> okay, I've got, I've got a quick one, and okay. this may be just personal preference, and I think it's good. This is from uh, Ed, and he says, Hey, guys, what is the best use for a hot on a modern chassis? Silicone? Also, then uh, this is for non-conductive paste or grease. So he wants to know, like, what would you put between the hot and, like, the you know little metal well, that you're so going to screw it down? Well, so two things. That, first of all, there should be a mica insulator uh, there. Yeah. Okay, mica insulator. Right, so yeah. it's like a transparent very thin uh plasticky kind of yes. thing okay, so, I know what you're about. so and then then you're really the only thing you should be using is heat sink compound it's kind of a white gooey stuff mm-hmm. i wouldn't use i wouldn't no, use anything silicone yeah i wouldn't use anything else mm-hmm. other than that i've seen other um like kind of hybrid rubber pads that oh are right that you don't have to transfer. use right and and with that you would not you don't use, use any grease. you don't use any thermal um, but um, yeah you have to be kind of careful you can over tighten that and mm-hmm. break through it and okay he's got some more here and would this be the same stuff to use on big resistors on the chassis? 
Use on the resistor. resistor. I don't you big resistors. Like, you mean like the big, like the big um, f- uh, fifteen or twenty? Like the sand, sand, uh, the sand filled, filled ones. Yeah. Yeah. Resistor. I don't. You shouldn't use anything yeah. on those. Uh, sometimes those you'll see them like su- not suspended, but like the the test leads, uh, the the leads when you solder them in. You don't push it all the way down to the board. You leave it kind of elevated up above the board. That helps with the cooling of it. Right. But well, you really shouldn't. I don't think. Yeah. You I, know well, you know how you. What's the? I, I think I know what he's talking about here. You eat. What there? What's the? Oh, I know that, what he's talking yeah, you about. See what I'm saying? There's a thing. I think what he's talking that about holds is, them in place. Is, is called celastic. Okay. And you'll see this now in power supply. Like, ah, and it's just yes. a big goo that yeah, hardens. Yeah, white hardened like, goo. It'll be it's on like the cocking, capacitors right? to keep mm-hmm. keep them from moving around. I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah, he's trying to try to. Keep get that stuff off of there. Right. Like now, if the question yeah. is, yeah. where do you get Celastic? I don't have the answer for that. <laughs> yeah. I've never... It's always never... a pain when I see it on a chassis, right. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm, I don't yeah. like it. And, you know, that's really to keep things from moving around. Course, so the game's going to be stationary. Yeah. So it, it, it's, I don't think it's something you should use. Right. Okay. Doesn't matter which way resistors go. No, no polarity, no, right? No, no polarity. polarity on resistors. There we go. We answered all Vets questions just like Man, we need more questions. Although I do know people that are very particular about mm-hmm. their PC board assemblies, and they will make sure that you know the tolerance the band, tolerance always band is the always on the same way. side. I understand. That's, that. that's crazy. I think I'm like I'm kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are nuts. Disassociating <laughs> 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 you guys. <laughs> okay, let's see. Well, I'll I'll do just a couple. We'll just do a couple because I I want to get back down and play too here. So um, oh that one's too long. Okay, here we go. We'll do something <laughs> shorter. <laughs> Um, so that's hello. what you get for that's, making a question too that's long. Right. Um, we'll, we'll get back to that one at some point. Okay, this one's from Dave, and Dave says, Hello, I have done a cap kit replacement on my G07, including the 303 mod. I have also replaced the pots. The flyback and the width coil seem fine. What else am I missing? Could it be that my monitor is just shot? And so he's got this uh, picture of looks like Crazy Kong, and there's a lot of interference in it. I'm going to put it up here for, uh, for them to look at here. It looks like there's a lot of interference in the picture. I mean, you can still see the game, obviously. Right. But uh, there's quite a bit of interference there that you're. Well, first of all, I, I think he needs to focus on. Of course, now we're ta- we're all talking on microphones. Nobody listening can see these pictures, but right. uh, maybe we can kind of describe what it is. But first, he needs to set all of his drive. Uh, on it, he's got he's kind of overdriving the image, and that from what I see on that picture, mm. uh, what do you think, Chris? Well, picture I've always been a, uh, of the opinion that when somebody snaps a picture of their monitor, the camera never ever exposes it how it actually. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yes, no, I, I I agree. Once you do a cap kit, if if you were doing a cap kit on a monitor that had been uh, operating for a long time chances are pretty good that somebody's adjusted everything way out of spec to compensate for those bad caps. So uh, it's not enough just to do a cap kit. Go back and realign all of your drive and bias settings. Uh, I've always referred to the Wells Gardner manual. There's some very specific steps about uh, finding lead color gun and from there balancing out white balance and, and go with that. You'll get a great picture. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, and it looks like there are some things that are probably just to have adjustment. I'm thinking that's probably what he needs to do here is just kind of yeah, adjust, that, well, the average person thinks I've just got it capped. It should be just great. It should be perfect. And, yeah. In fact, I ran into that not long ago. I was helping a guy and he just got a chassis in. He said, will you help me put it in? I said, sure. And he said, oh man, it's worse. I said, no, don't worry about it. Zach, what you said now is now is when you got to dial and adjust it and go to your your screens. A lot of people try to adjust whatever's up. Well, go to your color screens if you can and your in your settings and 
man, after we got it all, he's like, oh, thank you. He goes, gosh, I yeah. was freaking out here. I thought yeah. something was wrong with it. And actually, so, no, it's actually right. Yeah. Now you got to go back and make up for all those adjustments. Yeah. You somebody tried to do to make it better. Oh, yeah. And speaking of Baby Pac-Man, which is also a notoriously bad game for maladjusted monitors, um, doing that white balance adjustment that's in the Wells Gardner manual, mm-hmm. in addition, the, there's those little pots on the video board that everybody messes with. Right. <laughs> I, I, um, I actually have a little tutorial about how to adjust those if you have an O-scope uh, to get those those levels right and the video clean on there coinoplove.com there you go coinoplove.com visit Chris's website for some information on that sounds good okay I'm going to read one more here and this one three days ago uh, Burger Time is what this is about and it says Burger Time arcade game playing blind so this is from Tim and Tim says hello I love checking out your videos and such and wondered if you could ask a Wonder if I could ask a question about my friend's Burger Time arcade game. It appears to be playing blind, and I think we have two issues. One is that the monitor, it's a Wells Garner from 1993, so we, we don't know which one's pretty new, newer Wells mm-hmm. Garner, mm-hmm. has blown a fuse and might need some work. The other was I tried to hook up a Gombus 8200, so one of the, um, B, what is it, uh, CGA to VGA adapters is what we've got here, uh, to test it on a PC monitor, but that is also not working, and I tested this on another arcade game, and it worked okay. Okay, so, I mean, does that make sense to everybody? Did we get that right there? Um, it appears to be playing blind. The monitor has a blown fuse. I tried, took up the the VGA test uh, to, uh, to test on a PC monitor. It didn't work. I tested this on another arcade game, and it worked. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's the monitor he tested on another arcade game, and it May, worked. I would say maybe the adapter, because the, he said maybe the, the adapter. monitor blew the fuse. Okay, so. we'll say right. the adapter. I, okay, I, I feel that. Okay. Or is bored. Right. So when I first hooked up the ground of the video signal to the Gombas A200, I got a spark, and it started to melt the ground wire. I unhooked that immediately. Oh, this mm-hmm. is a fun one already. <laughs> uh, when the wire melted and the spark happened, I had hooked up the 5 volts off the old power supply. I later tried a separate AC adapter, and I'm getting no signal. I suspect there may be something now that I need to check on the board. We still get the noises of gameplay. Any suggestions on what to check on the board? This is going to be a many segments, Ooh. many, many <laughs> answers right. for several for different things. So one of the things he talks about oh. the monitor, the uh, blown fuse on, I don't know, maybe a K7000. Probably or, something close. Um, and, you know, when you blow up, if you have a blown fuse, it doesn't mean that you put a new fuse in it and then everything's okay. <laughs> right. Uh, unfortunately, you know, something calls and, the fuse. And it really, really doesn't mean you put a larger fuse, fuse in it and everything is okay. Are you Media sure? Fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've talked about Gum this. Gum wrapper. Right. Gum wrapper. Any, <laughs> yeah. That one does point well. two bullet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, a, a one, either find where your, where your problem is that's blowing the fuse. The common things... Uh, are going to be your flyback or your hot, your uh, horizontal output transistor, which is usually a chassis-mounted transistor that's a kind of a high-current device. So you either figure that out and so that you're not blowing fuses anymore or just you know locally find another 19-inch monitor. If you don't feel comfortable digging that deep into it, these all these monitors are swappable. So you know another CGA uh, monitor, you know, working monitor, you can just put in the game. So that's that's one part of it. Uh, okay, the, so let's get to the second part here where he says, I hooked up the ground of the video signal uh, to the Gombas, and I got a spark. And it started to melt the ground wire. 
I have a feeling he may have been hooking it up to the wrong place on the adapter. Yeah, it doesn't sound Perhaps. like the, the ground. Or, or, or he, I'm thinking more along the lines of no isolation. I'm okay, he, yeah, and that's maybe interesting. His outlet's incorrectly wired. Right. If if there's no uh, okay, so the adapter, yeah. the, the okay, so these adapters, CGA to VGA adapters. So you, I have one, right. and the, everyone that I see usually uses a trans, you know, something that you plug into and gives you a like a twelve volts, I guess, or five. I don't know what the Correct. voltage is on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you if you know if it's a good one, it's gonna it should be isolated. So that and your 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 monitor is isolated, well, but a lot of times the game board itself. Now here's is the not. ground of the video signal. Right, right. Okay, and well, that's all, the interesting part. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Go but ahead. It, that, that that ground can be a different potential of the uh, voltage potential from other stuff depending on there has to be some isolation between like you've got your power supply you're plugging into the wall from your adapter you've got your game it's it's if they're not isolated you'll get right the ground yeah it'll do exactly that okay. what do you think chris uh that's kind of where i was where i was thinking either either the ac power cord going into the game is miswired somehow and is supplying the 120 volt line to what would normally be like the earth ground and it's being referenced to the ground signal inside the game um, and then when you connect it to a, a computer LCD monitor through the adapter, the LCD monitor is going to be referenced to ground through the third pin ground plug. So, the, so, so I would I would start looking at that. Look at look at your outlet. Make sure it's wired correctly, um, and make sure that the power cord going into the game is wired correctly with the right you know polarity. Uh, if if it was a newer monitor. Uh, which we were talking about the newer monitor, which wouldn't necessarily need an isolation, isolation transformer. Right. You wouldn't think, um, yeah, not you know, nineteen ninety three. Ninety three, yeah, maybe ninety three. They said ninety three because I mean, early nineties. You think about ninety nine and like Blitz NFL Blitz, I believe, still has one in it. A really? lot of times, like even the dedicated, I believe, still has isolation transformer I bet inside it. Still it. have one. Yeah, yeah. I bet it and does. I bet he didn't. I bet he bypassed it when so, he was yeah. half. Yeah. Yep. So that that as well. That's that's. Kind of worry. That's why I'm saying because that's about something I would try to do about '93. <laughs> <laughs> we did yeah, it before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. do you think there's a problem with his board now? I guess that's I, the real I, question. Well, like with his actual Burger Time board, because I mean he's still getting gameplay noise. He's just not getting picture. Um, do you think there's anything wrong with the actual Burger Time board at this point? It's possible. I mean, uh, playing blind is great if he's getting the sounds. And you know, one tool that I have that is is very helpful in situations like this is a test pattern generator. Mm-hmm. Very, very helpful. You you can you can split your problem in half. You can say, oh, okay, the monitor's working, and you know, I can I don't need to focus on this problem anymore. Now that's kind of a you know, if you're you only have one game, it's hard to justify buying something like that. Uh, you know, what you can do is if you only have this one game, and you, you know. Going back to what I said earlier, I you know find a, a known good working monitor, and you've got you know you you have your reference now. You can determine whether it's now. Yeah. If if the game board do, is not putting out video, uh, what do we do then? This is down now. It's getting a little bit deeper, and um, you know you have to decide: do you want to fix this one, get another game board off of eBay? Do you want to put a sixty in one board, lock it down to Burger Time? That's a co- very very cost effective solution. Uh, so I don't know what Burger Time boards are going for right now. Does anybody know what the price is on those? Yeah, I'm not no. a big Burger Time fan. Oh, probably you're down pretty to expensive. Now just finding them, I would think right. 400, 
Four fifty, maybe. I mean, if you find yeah. one available. Yeah. So, and you know, you can you can buy this. You know, a lot of people are probably not going to like hear me say the encourage buying a sixty and one board. But once again, you can buy one for <laughs> you know for seventy five dollars. You can get a harness and a board. Once again, lock it down in the menu to burger time. It boots up to burger time. No one knows the difference. Yeah, and if you could get, I don't know if they make the adapter for the burger time harness where you can just plug in a jammer jam board, right? A jammer to burger time, whatever the uh, wiring scheme is for that. But I mean, that may be a way to do it too without actually rewiring your cabinet. Uh, what we call non destructive right. a lot of times, a non destructive because we don't, I don't, I hate changing over harness wiring, especially if, if it's an original anyway. Right. And so if you get an adapter, it may be a little bit more expensive to do that versus just buying a harness and wiring it, but you keep the wiring intact for the time when you can find a real burger time board so uh, if that's yes. what you want so i think that answers this question pretty well okay you guys ready to call it quits it's been about let's an hour go now. play some game okay well let me sign off here we thank you guys for listening and we uh, you know i want to thank eric and chris for joining us and it's great to get great together to with you too. guys and it's awesome doing the um, podcast with y'all tim as always always good having you here we're gonna go play some games here in a little bit since he hasn't got to go down there and if you're within what'd you say six hours yeah yeah six hour drive time it's fine six yeah, hours take a flight yeah, <laughs> six hour drive time within frisco texas you need to get <laughs> over here it. play some games with us because i mean I, I tell you what they're every game except for acdc and wrestlemania are down there and you guys can play them, and it's a lot of fun, and we highly encourage it. There's going to be the uh, screening of the documentary tonight with our footage, so uh, we look forward to that. But, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, here at Arcade Repair Tips, when we fix the game, we play the game. Take care, everybody, and good night. Thank you for listening to the Arcade Repair Tips question and answer podcast. All of our episodes are available for download at ArcadeRepairTips.com or at the iTunes Music Store under podcast. This podcast is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult a professional before attempting to repair any coin-operated machines yourself. The preceding program is a Varcade Entertainment production. You had to tell oh, stories okay. in the church about the tornado. Did anybody? <laughs> did anybody like step up and go? Well, you know, um, I got hit in the head, and then um, I went over this rainbow. <laughs> I landed on some witch. No, and, we uh, all had to tell like, story. We had to write it down. And it really, I was at my church. Like a group, yeah, you know, like a. Our, what do you call it? A funny or interesting story. Yeah, and then they had to guess who wrote the story. Ah, oh, that's fun. interesting.
I've never. It's kind of a get, kind of to, get know. to know. Right. Yeah. Like a, uh, uh, what do you think? Wait, yeah. icebreaker. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one of them said, I swam the Amazon and ate hey, a monkey, and everybody looks, and there's like a missionary there from Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's only one guy who could have ate the monkey. <laughs> 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 like the person you would not have thought in the room was like little Tracy over there. She's like. If you're hungry enough, yeah, if you're hungry enough, monkeys, what's for dinner? Yum. country singer the day he dropped out of college and wrote his first hit. There you go. Yeah, who would that be from Monroe? Uh, well, what's his head that, uh, with a deep voice, was from North Louisiana? Um, bigger. Oh, uh, bigger? From Monroe. Timmy Smith. I, I don't know country who? music, so I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, Tim McGraw. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. Tim McGraw, there you go. I don't who? Listen, I don't say <laughs> country music. <laughs> I, I, I've I seen this picture, but I don't know if it was. It's yeah. funny that I, I was like, I, yeah. he tells me a story, yeah. and I'm just like, Tim McGraw. I'm going to Nashville. Yeah. What? You dropping out? Yeah, I'm going to Nashville. I got a record contract. I thought, really? Good luck with that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he wrote Indian Outlaw on the way. Yeah. And it's who, awesome who, to who see the success. North Louisiana, uh, like Chet, Chet, uh, something. Yeah. Chet Atkins. Or, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. really, really. He's a, he's such a class act. I mean, you know, I all, I've only seen him on The Apprentice, but it's, yeah, you could tell you could tell yeah. how he holds himself in that yeah. is is definitely it, a reflection been shot, of he's been shot by his, his life. life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting yeah, guy. Seriously, <laughs> wow. Okay, well, what's, okay, okay. Well, so let's okay arcade arcade. We're technically live. Hey, welcome everybody. <laughs> oh, we're not. Well, the, the, no. micro, the microphone is muted. Um, we are recording it, uh, but the microphone's muted for the live broadcast. It is live right now. Uh, so we'll give it a couple of minutes here. We'll let some people join in. We do have a chat room in here, so we'll see if anybody. Um, oh, I think we should just. I think we should just let the let the conversation be, in. Be That's right. Exactly. I would, we, to this yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's broadcast everybody, the conversation. I was about to say, not everybody can be here, Eric. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's broadcast like five or ten minutes of the conversation and then, and then say, oh, okay, now we're going live. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. This will all be appended to the end of this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if there's anything that you want to say now, you can say it and we'll pin it on Just to the, the end. the non-family the... friendly portion of the show where we can uh, say whatever we want. <laughs> if you want to. That's I'll just such have a to, hurdle for me, I have to say, because I'm the crude one. Yeah. Well, and you see, and that's why I told, you know, I told Eric, I was like, okay, you've got to keep it clean yes. because we have kids. If yeah. we didn't have so many kid yeah. listeners, I would be like, we're fine with that, and we maybe you know, hey, we can do. I try, episode, I try and keep it on like the Animaniacs kind of level of, right. of uh, semi-adult. Yeah, but there's so many. We've had humor. so many families come up. So many guys come up. Oh, I listen to you with my daughter and my son in the car, or whatever. And you're like, okay, yeah. well, I'm glad we haven't said any words that we regret. Then. I mean, yeah. we have edited stuff out. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely we have slipped. Slip. We have yeah. slipped. We have well, that's slip. good to know that 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 can happen. Yes, if, if I because I I think I've gone through entire podcasts. Just and, have him mark it. And then, and then <laughs> well, but I mean, I've always wondered. You know how you're like you're just kind of on the cuff, and then and then you kind of you don't really you're not paying attention specifically to what you're saying. You're just kind of getting out what you're feeling. <laughs> like I always like close the show, and he's like leaving, and I'm going. I wonder if I said like. Or something. <laughs> well, you know, with the, um, I like you said, the, with the frustration that comes sometimes. I mean, we've all been in that place where we're trying to solve, we're trying to fix a game, and then we end up going backwards, basically blaming more than what we fix. And those are the moments where, mm, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just feel it. I yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that odd? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your personality based on <laughs> oh, here we go. context. You guys can keep talking. We got, um, I'll give you one more minute. One more minute. So. <laughs> the frustration of the kindergarten. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't tell. Yes. You, Tim. You just need to take him out and whoop him. <laughs> Tim, you need, you know Barry Sanders, right? Uh-huh. You need to ask him about his Chuck E. Cheese story when he worked in Dallas at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, really? Had an incident with a uh, with a child when he was the when he was the mouse when he was the rat. Or oh gosh! Oh no! He wore that thing. Yes. Oh jeez! And he has a good story. That oh, I'm sure wore. he does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think he wants this known publicly. <laughs> uh, well, uh, if we end up putting this on the end of the show, somebody will know that at least there's a story involved. So, okay, I guess it's about four o'clock. So um, we're gonna we're gonna play the intro. Uh, the intro that we're gonna use for this is actually Jeff's new intro. So I mean, well, it says broadcasting live from TPF, but I mean, it's it's the same. Joel's music and Jeff saying the voiceover. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. which I think y'all's music's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like that's different it than is. music. So it, it works very really well. It's very cool. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I tell you what, Jeff is uh, just a really nice guy, and it was really nice of him to do. Voice. Not yeah, like yeah. not like our twangy southern. <laughs> 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 I like your I like yours, Chris. I like the deep bassy. Oh, you know, I've always always like guys with deep bassy voices. Did you turn it off? No. Thank you. So. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think because I can never, I can never talk like you that. You can never I talk, talk like that. Like I don't know why I can get down there. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the Sherwin Williams. I like this. I've heard several. The Jack Daniels one. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. He did play that one. Yeah. Like man, be like very white. All right, baby. This is already getting off the rails. Okay, okay. Let's go ahead and start. I'm going to play the intro. We'll get into this thing. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go.